up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate Michelle. Gobble, gobble, Michelle. We're going into Thanksgiving week and happy week 11. We're on the precipice of the beginning of the holiday season next week. And week 11 is an inflection point. I'm so excited to talk about this. How are you? Uh, I am good. I'm glad you're already in the Thanksgiving spirit. Uh, it, it's it's about that time to just not eat anything um, until Thanksgiving, basically. Just get ready for it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But we're not at Thanksgiving yet. We are still in week 11 of fantasy football. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing and talking about who we should be talking about. Um, so it's going to be a very big week, but how you do, before, how you doing in fantasy? How, how are we doing over here? Week 11. You know, I got to tell you this week, and I don't want to say this person's name because they remain unnamed <laughs> all of the sudden. I think this person was, um, the worst player in our league last year, Ooh, possibly. Okay. I think like the number 12, yeah. somewhere around the very bottom of the stack. Um, this year, this person is the tippy top of of the stack number one team i played this person last week and came away with a w for reasons that you will better understand when we talk about injury updates this week but i am very pleased to say i pulled out a w last week i'm four and six it's still not perfect folks but there's a lot of parody in the league this year, so we'll see. How about for you? I love it. Looks like we're both on a one-game win streak. Uh, I am currently sitting at six and four, so I am uh, the reverse of you, uh, and a few a few steps ahead. And I'm now just getting into that place where I really hope I can make it out of this week with another win. We'll talk about how many teams are on by. That's really affecting me this week, but I got to hang in that top five for uh-huh. for the playoffs. Which you know what, we'll be here. Before you know it, but uh, looks like the DQs are uh, both on one-game win streaks in fantasy. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I will take a one-game win streak. And also, there could be some shakeups this week. So I know I do my just one thing with Kate every week, but this is going to become... My just one thing is going to become pervasive from week 11 on, I think, because my just one thing is having seen that this weekend, allegedly, the now well, defeated twice over, three times over, Uh, the defeated Buffalo Bills are going to potentially get six feet of snow uh, for their game this weekend against Detroit. I cannot believe, and this is a factor, right? Like the actual weather will become a little bit, a little bit of a factor for some of these things. Um, so I am shocked, but I'm very excited for some snowy weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing three to six feet potential in Buffalo, which is so much that they're actually going so to much. move the game from Buffalo to Detroit. They're not playing against Detroit. They're playing against Cleveland. So a, oh. so they're, they've now moved the game due to the fact that they're predicting three to six feet of snow. But to your point, that is now we are in that season. So it, it could be an, an ongoing conversation about snowy, snowy season. Oh, no shit. Thank you for correcting me on my just one thing. I really appreciate <laughs> I that. You. I had no fucking idea. Okay, that's crazy. Um you know what else is crazy? The number and the actually the uh, the visibility of injuries this week. Oof. Many, many big big names. Uh, we've got. 
I mean, the the number one name on this injury list is Cooper Cup. I mean, we have to hang on that. Can, I can't believe it. I know. I mean, look, like when you're you're a person that gets that much work, you you hope and pray that an injury doesn't mm-hmm. come your way. But when you're that involved in an offense in a game that's so extremely physical, you know, sometimes these things are bound to happen. And so, you know, unfortunately, Cooper Cup is is the latest victim as is Zach Ertz, who is now uh-huh. done for the season. Um, Dallas uh-huh. Goddard has now popped up on this list with a multi-week injury. Uh, Khalil Herbert, Jerry Judy. Like, again, these are not names that you want to be hearing this late in the season when we're, you're getting into playoff pushes. And on top of that, as I mentioned, the teams on bye this week are rough. These are teams that you probably have guys uh, on your roster. They've probably been doing fairly well for you, and now you have no access to them. So... Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Miami, and Seattle are all on by this week. I can personally tell you I am affected by this in a massive way. I have so many people that uh, I'm unable to play this week who have been really strong for me all season. So I think this week's, you know, well, all week's start sits are important. But hopefully, given these injuries and the buys, uh, we can throw some names your way for uh, hopefully plugging in to your lineups this week. No, I'm telling you, I am right with you. And uh, actually, the number one thing on my mind this week, which we're about to get into for week 11, start set, is how to start the right quarterback with all of these injuries and all of these bye weeks. And I'm struggling. I have both Geno Smith and Tom Brady who are on flex for me. Um, both of whom can no longer start. There's a lot to talk about. So let's start off with quarterbacks. So the good news is, while there's plenty of people that are not playing, someone that is playing and who you definitely have in your starting lineup, and this is obvious and we don't talk about him all the time, um, but Patrick Mahomes. The guy, yes. the guy, yes. you know, is unstoppable. We already know this. Um, but I thought this week was, you know, particularly particularly worth mentioning him um, mm-hmm. because he is thirteen and zero in his career in road divisional games with thirty touchdown passes and four interceptions. Okay, so just let that sink in because we're not like this is on the road divisional games, which we all know are really important. Um, and yeah, and on the road, like that to me was the thing that stuck out so much about um, this particular, you know, stat. And so while we know it's obvious you're playing him, we just don't talk about him a lot on the show. I wanted to mention that they've got the Sunday night game, you know, mm-hmm. against the Chargers, which is a divisional game. So um, you should feel extremely confident, as I'm sure you normally do, starting Patrick Mahomes. But like I said, sometimes we got to talk about the obvious. You just got to, you know, pay respect to the to the goats here. I understand. And and I think it's a point where obviously like the goats you have I mean by by means of needing to play this week you need to play them, but there are some other folks who are streamable and I know that we had talked a little bit about uh a secondary option in like a Dak Prescott yeah. type. I love love Dak Prescott. Now, is he made of glass as <laughs> we say on the show? Uh yeah, he's made of glass a little bit. And it's, it's kind of hard to tell if and when he's going to have longevity. Now, 
if you're in a bind, like a lot of people are this week, myself included, um, DAC is a good start, in my opinion. Um, I know that you had talked about he's averaged at least 24 fantasy points in consecutive games. And so I think that bodes pretty well uh, for a week 11 in Minnesota. We'll see about the snow, but I think that bodes pretty well, no? I like it. I like Dak this week. I think he's come back from this hand injury fairly unscathed. So I think uh, mm-hmm. I, I like where I like where he's at. I don't feel like I notice anything, you know, massively holding him back since that injury. So I, I, I like him as a start this week. A um, couple of sits. These are not guys I would go uh, out for if you've got a quarterback on, on by, and, and those guys are, are Zach Wilson and Matt Stafford. Uh, I'll start mm. with Matt Stafford to say they're playing New Orleans. New Orleans D is pretty strong. He's coming off a concussion situation, and frankly, even before the concussion, has just not play, been playing yeah. Matt Stafford-level football. Um, and so I, I don't really like this matchup. I don't think I would have him in my lineup. Um you know, this particular week. And and then you've got someone like Zach Wilson, you know, on the Jets, who's coming off of bye, which normally bodes pretty well for people. However, it's a, right. there's a rivalry going on here. They've got the, uh, they've got the Patriots this week. They don't, you know, they don't always, they don't normally do very well against the Patriots. It's, it is, it is a divisional mm-hmm. rivalry that, w- that we all know and love. Um, and I just feel like they have, the Patriots have his number. They have a strong um, defense and uh, actually, you know what? Both of these teams are coming off by, so everyone's gonna be fresh. But I do think that the the Patriots are gonna be, you know, sort of the uh, the the mm. winner of the game, but also like the winner of coming off a bye week, um, you know, fresher and taking taking uh, their shots at Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I'm very interested in that. And Patriots defense has also looked excellent. I've been holding on to them forever. <laughs> Um, so we'll just have to see how Zach Wilson can fare and if he can actually stand up against that kind of a defense. We will have to see and that rivalry. But but let's move on to running backs. Uh, another, at this point in the season, another contentious, confusing, who do I play, who do I start, who do I sit? It's getting dicey out there, Michelle. <laughs> I got to know. Who would you start this week? So here's another name that we don't really talk about. And frankly, I feel like we don't really talk about him because there is is and has been uh, an inconsistency with this player. Um, however, I really like Josh Jacobs this week. Um, he's definitely found the end zone a few times uh, over the course of the season. The Vegas offense has, as we've said, been a bit lackluster. Uh, however, they are taking on Denver this week. Not a really great match. Mm-hmm. Not a really strong matchup for them. Um, they're going to have to put the ball, you know, on the ground and rely on on Josh Jacobs. Um, he is very involved in this offense. He is the guy in the backfield. He got into the end zone last week. He's had a few games, mm-hmm. you know, over the hundred yard mark. Um, so I think, if not for anything else other than this matchup, I really like Josh Jacobs this week. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think in uh, in it well. Historically, Josh specifically playing against the Broncos has accumulated 299 scrimmage yards. So one of those situations where really? it's a good matchup for him. Their offense is, has been struggling, but he kind of is their old reliable, um, and he's clearly fa- fared well against them in the past. So, um, you know, you, you kind of look at that and hope that he repeats it, you know, this week uh, against Denver. 
Okay, so speaking of old reliable, I know that for the remainder of our uh, running back segment here that we have uh, two very interesting vets, um, one of which is David Montgomery and the other of which is Naheem Hines. Uh, I am interested in your thoughts between the two, who would you start and who would you sit? Oh, yeah. Because these vets, I mean, they, they are starting to bifurcate, and I feel like we're on the same page of, like, where they're at and where they're going this week for week Yeah, 11. this one to me is totally obvious. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that Khalil Herbert has uh, an injury that he's dealing with on um, Chicago. He has definitely been... Um, it's definitely mm-hmm. been a split back situation there. Not to mention you also have Justin Fields running for over 200 yards. So it's like three running backs, you know, um, for Chicago. Uh, but with Khalil Herbert going down, I think David Montgomery, you know, he, he, well, not I think. I know he's the number one guy now in the backfield. Yes, yes, not, yes. Can you believe he's that? Not splitting. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, look, the, guy, he's, the guy's been a stud. Khalil Herbert, you know, has been uh, kind of – uh, you know, uh, ebbing and flowing, taking some of the time away from Montgomery. But here's the thing. He's the number one guy. You want him in your lineup. They're playing against an Atlanta defense, so I'm not really too concerned about that. And also, we've seen what Justin Fields has been doing over the last few weeks, not only passing but running. So the Falcons are going to have to really key in and focus on him, which I think opens up a lot of space mm-hmm. for Montgomery, and I think he should have a really strong um, outing this week against the Falcons. That okay. that said, Fantastic. that said, guys that I don't think are worth it are Naheem Himes. So you know, I I was a little bit bullish and interested to see uh, what happened with Himes when he got traded over to Buffalo. They're another one of those teams that frankly just doesn't run the ball very much. They use a lot of different running mm-hmm. backs, but I thought because he was a pass catching back that he would fare well in that offense. Uh, he's only had five snaps. In you know he only had five snaps in week that's ten. That's insane. So he's not. He's, yes, he's, that's insane. He's not involved. Um, they're they, you know they're for whatever reason you know they traded for him, but they're not really using him at this point. Um, and so in my opinion, I would not have him in my lineup. And I also think he's probably pretty droppable. I I, I don't think that he's worth mm. stashing and and holding on to. To be to be honest with you. Now you know what's crazy about that sentiment is that I think. Um, a lot of folks have talked about this, but it's very real in week 11, is the uh, rise and fall, emphasis being on fall, <laughs> of DeAndre Swift on the Lions. Um, I I would assume that most folks have been looking at Jamal Williams and, and know that Jamal Williams is getting a huge share of time in the backfield yeah. for the Lions. Um, but it is looking like, despite all of our predictions, DeAndre Swift is not the guy. And sadly, I don't think he's the starter in any of these lineups. I see Jamal Williams getting plucked off the waivers left and right in my leagues. And I'm thinking that's probably the way the Lions are going to go now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there was injury issue and there's been, you know, the fact that Jamal Williams, we've talked about him a lot on this show you know, this season has really, really, really stepped up. He's absolutely a red mm-hmm. zone, a red zone vulture. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you've got DeAndre Swift, hopefully at some point you got his handcuff in Jamal Williams. It's a little late in the season probably for that, but I don't I don't see him as a uh, as a, a must start for um, for the Lions anymore, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I would love to have seen it, but I think you're exactly right, and he is not a must start. However, <laughs> there is 
one player. I have been dying to get to the wide receiver section because there is one player who absolutely is a start this week because he has some of the biggest stats in NFL history. Can you guess who I'm thinking of? <laughs> Very importantly, if you could see me, you'd I would be doing the gritty right now for uh, for for Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Honestly, this dude is insane. <laughs> this dude is just insane to watch. I don't know if you watched that game against Buffalo last week. Not only was it a nail biter, all the commentators kind of went into the week saying this is the game of the week, and then they quickly quickly changed their minds and said, forget it, this is the game of the year. That's how good this matchup was. I agree. Incredible football really to do. watch. Um, the the one hand the one handed grab that he made towards the end of that game was I've just never even seen anything like it. The whole thing, like <laughs> every other catch, was like otherworldly. Yeah. It's like a different breed. Like he can catch anything. That yeah. one arm catch. He did a little roll. He didn't give the ball up. He didn't put a knee down. Like this guy is next level good at football <laughs> i love justin jefferson not just to start like start forever put him in your you know like make sure that you are redrafting him every year if you're a dynasty player keep justin jefferson he is a gem Mwah. chef's kiss yeah chef's kiss indeed uh it, it looks like he's on pace for over 2,000 receiving yards which no player in NFL history has done. So I, I and, and guess what? If we know that stat, then he and Kirk Cousins and the team also know that stat, and they're probably going to do anything they can to get the ball in his hands to help him get to that point. So we love Justin Jefferson. Um, he's probably helping you win in your fantasy league and will continue to do so. That said, on the other side of that coin, Adam Thielen is a sit and has just not been very involved in this Vikings defense or offense, which, you know what, is kind of interesting to me because when you have someone like Justin Jefferson who, mm -hmm. you know, uh, draws a lot of attention, you would think that that would open some things up for someone like Adam Thielen. And I think we saw that in seasons past. But to your point, like when Justin, Jeff Justin Jefferson could be like quadruple teamed and like he's still going to catch the ball. So Adam Thielen, not really very involved in the offense. I think that Justin Jefferson is like pretty much always the first look. And honestly, TJ Hawkinson has become very quickly the, the second, yes. the second look for Kirk yes. Cousins. So, yes. um, you know, I, uh, I, I really just, I don't see the usage there for, for Adam Thielen uh, this year and, uh, and, and think he's a sit. I would totally 100% agree with that. Um, I'm bummed to see it, but it, I have not seen his involvement at all. All. No, and I do have to say before we before we move off of wide receivers, um, there's one other receiver who I didn't expect. I mean, this person has been oscillating between start, between sit. Yeah, but I think for week eleven, um, knowing what you talked about earlier in terms of injury reports, specifically for the Broncos, uh, injury report says that obviously Jerry Judy is out this week for week eleven, and that leaves the contentious but possible start. Cortland Sutton to actually play and receive balls from Russell Wilson. Do you think it'll happen? Do you think Cortland Sutton is a start? How are you feeling about that team in general and this particular player? Uh, I, I mean, look, the team we've talked a lot about, I definitely, you know, think that they, they are struggling a bit here and there. However, you know, this does, this does put Cortland Sutton, you know, uh, back in the spotlight with the, uh, with the Jerry Judy injury. Um, I, he hasn't been massive and he's only scored, you know, one touchdown so far. Um, but his looks are going to increase. It, like if Jerry Judy's missing time, 
Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton's looks are going yes. to, you know, increase. Um, they're playing against Las Vegas, and so uh, I don't believe, you know, uh, that that defense uh, has shown up very much this year. Mm-hmm. So if there if there was ever a time for, you know, like Russell to cook up a little bit and get Cortland Sutton involved, uh, I believe this is the week that that could happen. And so I'm sure Cortland Sutton owners are very happy to hear that because, as you said, I think it's been a little bit touch and go. But, again, I think specifically because of certain injuries and certain wide receivers that are on by and this matchup against Las Vegas, um, I like I like Cortland Sutton this week. I'm finally ready to start Cortland Sutton in my lineup. So thank you for that. Um, here's beyond a, wide receivers, here's the, though. There here's are, the one thing yes, I just want to yes, say, yes. though. I think, I think that I like the matchup. Um, Russell Wilson needs to throw more touchdowns in this game. Like, last week he had, he had almost 300 yards but only one touchdown. Uh, that's kind of the trend yes. that I've been seeing with him. Like, lots of yards – um, a pretty decent amount of attempts, but not a lot of passing touchdowns. Got to change. You, you get the ball in the air against Las Vegas. That has to change this week. I so agree. I hope that it can get turned on. Um, and we'll see. We're going to catch up to that at the end of this episode. So do not tune out if you're thinking of it. You're not thinking of it. <laughs> no. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show for our bet of the week. We'll come back to that. But before we do... Um, probably my biggest hurdle this week beyond quarterbacks being snatched up off the waivers is tight ends. Mm. So I had Zach Ertz, who is really like carrying my team in a lot of ways. He is basically like a wide receiver too, Mm. right? He's fantastic. His point scoring is excellent. He is out for the season. So tight ends are really like throwing me for a loop. Um, I had to do some streaming. I personally cannot believe that this person was on the waivers, and we talked about this with Dak Prescott being back, but Dalton Schultz was available in my wow. league. Um, that is that's I, a gift. It was a gift from whatever higher being you believe in or not. <laughs> if you just believe in Goodell, like passing on good things, I'm uh, I'm kind of comparing him to a godly figure. Don't do that. That's wrong. It's hubris. Um, I picked up Dalton Schultz. I don't know who dropped him. And I am thrilled. Yeah. Absolutely thrilled. One of the best tight ends in the league. I feel fantastic about starting him this week. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I said, that is a gift. I cannot believe that he was available for you. Although I could say, you know what? When Dak went down with that injury, Dalton Schultz's season definitely struggled. He does not ha- he did not have that same connection. Yes. yes. Um, you know, with their backup quarterback. And so, you know, we know that there is a very strong sense of trust and connection yes. between Dak and Dalton Schultz. So frankly, Dak coming back has, you know, revived Dalton Schultz's um, season. Uh, He had about 17 points, you know, in in week 10, which made him the third best tight end that week. I think that that trend continues. This is a guy, like I said, that Dak knows, trusts, looks for. So, you know what? Now I do understand. You're lucky. You are lucky that you were able to snag him. Good on you. I know why people had given up hope. Um, but yeah, ever since Dak came back, it's been a it's been a, a total uh, three sixty for um, Dalton Schultz, which is great. Three sixty, one eighty. I, I, I mean, don't know, one eighty. One eighty, one eighty, three sixty. I don't know. Turn it around. <laughs> but like, it does it does track though. Like, it really does track, and you can tell if you watch a Cowboys game. 
that Dalton is good when Dak is in. They have this wild chemistry. Yeah. I love watching them play. I'm so thrilled that this duo is back. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, another guy that we haven't really talked about that much is Dawson Knox. He just has not been the, the, the guy that we thought he was going to be on the Bills this year. I have had him in years past. I really like him. I, he's just like, he's just not in, he's just not in it over there. He's just, he's just not in mm -hmm. it for whatever reason. We're, you know, we're in week 11 and he's literally had one game with 10 fantasy points. So he's just not Weird. that involved. We often talk about, you know, the tight end position in particular is, is very boomer bust and, you know, it can be very touchdown dependent. I mean, look, if, if we've played this many weeks and, and he's barely broken 10 points in, in, in none of the, like, you, you can't, you can't, you can't run that risk. We yep. love Buffalo. We love their offense. We love that team, but he's just, it's not working for Dawson Knox over there. I totally see that. I feel that. And also we talked about the Buffalo game that we watched last week. Um, you could see it, you know, you could see it. You could see the targets not happening. And uh, I look forward to a comeuppance from Dawson sure. Knox, but we just haven't seen it. And that is for sure a uh, big bummer, yeah, unfortunately. I agree. I agree. Any other starts or sits that we should mention? Or have we, have we maxed it out for week 11? Uh, I want to know. Oh, gosh. She's going off script. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I am going off script. No, I'm not going off script. I promise. I want to know, picking up the thread from earlier in the episode, a, a mere five minutes ago. Okay. Um, I want to go back to Cortland Sutton because I feel like there is a bet to be placed on this dude based on Jerry Judy being out and also the matchup for the week. I feel like it's a little bit of a mismatch and you tend to put some money on wide receivers. So I want to kick it to the bet of the week with Moneyline Michelle and talk about who and why your bet of the week is what it is. Tell me what you think for week 11. Okay, so I'm not going to put this bet in right now because I want full confirmation that Jerry Judy is not playing. Once I have final confirmation that Jerry Judy is not playing, I am going to go in with a first and two touchdown game for Cortland Sutton. This is like one of my favorite bets to do. If you put in a first TD, right, yeah. you, you're sort of assuming that like whatever that team is, whoever that player is, is going to get out to like a nice early start. They're going to get in the end zone early, mm -hmm. which then increases your odds for them also scoring two touchdowns in that game. So if Jerry Judy does not suit up, we talked about how this opens up a lane for Cortland Sutton. I'm going to go first and two touchdown parlay for Cortland Sutton, provided Jerry Judy does not play. <sighs> Wow, you heard it here first, Mile High City. We're going with the Broncos. We're going with Cortland Sutton uh, for a first and two TDs. There, there uh, you go. I, I could see it. I don't see many other people to throw to, so let's hope that uh, Wilson can do it. Um, okay, Michelle, I think that brings us to the end of this Friday's episode, our Week 11 episode. Anything you want to say to the people, anything on your mind? Couple of housekeeping things for all our listeners out there. We will not have a new episode of The Huddle on Monday due to Thanksgiving. We love turkey. We love mashed potatoes. Kate, I think, eats shellfish on Thanksgiving, which is weird. Um, but we'll, we'll just let her do that. Which we'll talk which about. Which we'll just we'll <laughs> let her do that. Um, but we will not have a huddle 
um, on Monday next week. We will not, sadly. We will not. Um, but we do have, we will speak about shellfish maybe the following week. Who knows? Um, however, we wouldn't leave the listeners hanging, would we, Michelle, no. for a Thanksgiving day? We're going to air something. What do you want to air? Yeah, so while we will not be doing the huddle, we will be re-airing our very special History of Football and Thanksgiving episode next week on Thursday. Uh, tune in to understand why football and Thanksgiving go together like turkey and mashed potatoes, a.k.a. the traditional way of celebrating Thanksgiving. Um yeah, it, that is a thing. I, I look forward to this every single year. Um, so tune in next Thursday uh, to get a little color commentary on the games that are being played in this year's Thanksgiving uh, Bowl, if you will, um, and also just learn about why those two things go together. Or if you're me, it's like uh, Thanksgiving goes t- or these teams playing go together like shellfish and mashed potatoes. Mmm, yummy. Oh gosh, no, uh, definitely tune in on Thursday. We'll we'll play that episode of why football is important on Thanksgiving and what you should look out for. But we will be back next Thursday, everybody. Have a fantastic beginning to your Thanksgiving week. I hope everyone is logging off relaxing when the tryptophan hits please press play on draft queens wherever you listen to podcasts um whether that's amazon music spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to shows um we will be back in your earballs and rate us five stars if you're feeling very generous but um this is like our third fourth year of thanksgiving episodes and i just can't wait for Thursday, Michelle. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the games, but I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody else is too. And we will see you on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard. We'll be right in your earballs. Have a good Thanksgiving week, everybody, and go win those Week 11 matchups. <laughs>